Welcome to Ben Beyond Spielberg. I'm your resident Spielberg apatheticist, Emily Shemley. And I'm your resident Spielberg fanatic, Justin Kizan. Justin, my hey. dear friend. Yes, oh! How are you doing on this fine day, Justin? I'm doing great, Emily. Seeming, uh, you seem in good spirits. I am. This is not. This is superiorly different from last month. <laughs> it's a bit of a different vibe than, yeah? than when we recorded the, the the episode for that other film. <laughs> okay, I'm catching that. Yeah, it's, like you didn't even speak. <laughs> yeah, I was very upset last month. Yeah. Um, but I'm in a good mood today, and do you know why? Does it concern the film that we watched? It's recently? because we watched The Adventures of Tintin. That's a good reason to be in, in yeah. cheer, in a good cheery mood. Yeah. All right, let's. Like, that's a good sign. That means this is a, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fine app. This is gonna be a fine app. We're probably gonna be a little loose to give you some background for the listener. Mm-hmm. We are recording this on July third, um, in my bedroom where we've had to shut the windows and turn off the fan for uh, audio reasons, um, which means it's probably gonna get very hot. Yeah. Um, it's gonna cook our brains a little bit, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. fans of my other podcasts are very familiar with what hot Emily sounds like. <laughs> um, very excited. We can see how hot Justin factors into that mix. Oh, I got some water, yeah. um, mentally prepared. Um, alright. Also, because it's July 3rd, people are already setting off fireworks, and uh, this is a house with three dogs, mm-hmm. so there might be audio concerns anyway. Yeah. Um, this is just, this, we're loosey-goosey. Yeah, it's, let's just, yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just relax. Yeah. Um, what was your experience with the film before this episode? Um, it's interesting because uh, I definitely Tintin as a character, I'm I'm vaguely familiar with. Yeah. Uh, I did watch the the cartoon show and the that was on the air in mid '90s that was on HBO over here, and I liked it. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. I remember this is a fun show, well animated, etc. Um, it's weird though. I can't remember a lot of it though. I just remember I liked it and I watched it. But uh, my familiarity with the film is I heard Peter Jackson, I heard Steven Spielberg, yeah. and I heard Tintin. I went, oh that's kind of cool. Yeah. Then I heard mocap CGI. I went, hmm. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Interesting choice. Then I heard Steven Moffat's writing the script. I went, okay, whoa. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big Doctor Who guy. Yeah. So I went, alright, that's that's interesting. Then I heard Stephen Moffat left. I went, oh, it's a bummer. <laughs> then I heard yeah. Edgar Wright yeah. and Joe Cornish were writing. And I went, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm in. I don't know how that's going to turn. My brain is wrapped my head around a Stephen Moffat, Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish script yeah. to be directed by Steven Spielberg. That's an animated movie? It's a strange beast. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And then the just the topper, just the last bit of this thing is like, oh, we got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost to play Thompson and Thompson. I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> well, this is going to be, well, okay. Yeah. I have to see this. Regardless, yeah. you you put everyone I like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I never read the books. I've been wanting to. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, like, I was looking forward to uh, just whatever the movie was going to be and I saw it in theaters and I had a very, very good time mm-hmm. when I saw it back in 2011. Emily? I So this tw- uh, 2011 would have been, I mean, peak Spielberg hating time for me. <laughs> okay. Um, but also peak Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost loving time for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can imagine I was very conflicted when this movie was coming out. Um, 
and I, I had no experience with, with Tintin before the movie. I hadn't mm-hmm. seen that show. You mentioning it right now. Oh, my alarm is going off on my phone. Justin was looking at that. Excuse me. That's <laughs> um, I had I you talking about it right now is the first I've heard of that that HBO series actually. <laughs> um, and it, it, you know it looked it it's that it's that weird sort of too realistic animation. So I I went in, I would say heavily trepidatious in this movie i went in very very unsure that i would enjoy it yeah um but i did see it in theaters and i loved it at the time yeah um it was a real it was a real shock i was like holy fuck spielberg can still do that i had no idea i mean let's let's just get this thought out of the way Mm -hmm. the first thing me and my friends said when we walked out of the theater point blank yeah was well clearly that's better than crystal skulls yeah like oh Spielberg did do an Indiana Jones movie. He did it three years later, and it's called The Adventures of Tintin. Yeah. <laughs> or as the as they or as the French call Tintin, Tintin, Tintin. Um, <laughs> it's very Indiana Jonesy. Um, mm-hmm. which is kind of how I remembered it too. Yeah. Um, watching it now, I was I guess it's a it's what's if it's from Belgium, what what's the word for that? Not Belgis. What is it? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm trying to like if you're from France, you're French. Right. If you're from Belgium, what are you? Oh, what are? I don't know. I guess maybe. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. Belgium, Belgish. Because it's not a French comic. It's, it's, it's a Bel. It's, it's from a Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, the character um, is Belgium. But it's the very much Belgium. that yeah. sort of. I would say that French style of well, humor, which definitely um, European. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with um, that. Which yeah, I had kind of forgotten until I watched it again this time. Mm-hmm. That it, it's Indiana Jones. Plus, there's like a part where the plane is dying and he burps into the engine <laughs> so the fumes can refuel, uh, refuel it. Um. Um. Yeah. It's a. I, I got to get a chance to watch the film last night. And I, yeah, I watched it um, like right before we recorded. Okay, and it's it's a delight. It holds up. It's yeah. very good. Yeah, it's a fun, fun, fun movie. And I feel what I like about it is that it's just uh, Spielberg and his army of of, of writers and, and and people yeah. are just let's just make a really fun movie based on this character that's very important. Yeah, and again, I'm not that familiar with the character that well but as i'm watching i'm like well i feel this is probably right (laughs) (laughs) if it's it's not right it's enjoyable it's that at least it is it is i mean man where do you uh, let me address the the one thing that did make me uh hesitant about okay yeah i have i have a few issues with the film too i overall really like it but yeah um Um, well first off it is the 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 cgi in general um yeah um I, it's it's a it's a thing that I felt like Hollywood got really excited about when the technology became very rarely available, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those cases where I'm sitting there going like, yes, I see why you guys, I understand, mm-hmm. I understand the excitement for it. Yeah. The the problem, <laughs> the problem with this is that I always feel just unease at the stylistic choice. Yeah. Because it's case of you're realistic but also cartoony and it's. A melding of the two, and it's somewhat horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I would say this is peak um, mocap CGI in that I, I think this movie represents both the best and the worst of that style. Absolutely. And yeah. that the, the, just the sort of like design and look of the people is horrifying. Yeah. It's, not, it's not good to look at. No. But this is the only time I've ever watched one of these movies and genuinely got the feeling of like, oh, they really are making the most of you know being able to move the camera anywhere. Mm-hmm. And like... The way the characters move and everything in this movie is all very, like, specific choices and very, like, it really does add to the fun of it. And yeah. it's really fun and, like, really good to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they just look so horrifying. Though. Yeah, I know, specifically Haddock, right? Yeah. 
like had a, uh, his bulbous nose and, <laughs> yeah. and just it's his tiny eyes. Yeah. I think that's the thing is because you're they're trying to emulate the 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 creator of Tintin's uh, art art style, uh, Herge's. Yeah. And I can see. Okay, I I, I can see that. But yeah. maybe, just maybe, um, it, you you have to understand that it's slightly scary. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> um, it's not. It wasn't meant to be a three D this realistic looking human. Yeah. Um, Especially when you see like Saccharin looks sort of normal. Right. And then he's supposed yeah. to exist in the same universe as like Haddock. Yeah. A, 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 a literal cartoon haddock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Snowy. Yeah. Snowy, and... <laughs> I, I have mixed feelings about Snowy. Because on the one hand, I, it's it's very... I love Snowy. And there's there's a lot of... You know, I love dogs. I'm, uh-huh. I'm a big yeah. dog person. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I love... They imbue Snowy with like a lot of personality through the way they move. And it's like it's very good. And Snowy's probably my favorite character, to be honest. <laughs> Fair. Snowy's also horrifying to look at. That was the problem. <laughs> That's not what dog faces do. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it, it's a case where I noticed that like they've stopped doing these kind of movies yeah. relatively recently. Um, and I feel like they knew that like that's the hurdle that weeds the audience just can't get over. Yeah, because even it, though, like like I said, this movie does do a good job of showing why this kind of movie is good. It right. it hits all those right points, but it's. It still doesn't make up for the fact that Haddock and Snowy are yeah. hell beings <laughs> that need to be banished to the dimension they came yeah, from. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's kind of taste too. It's like it's interesting because I, I got the Blu-ray for for the film, and yeah. it contains like a ninety-minute making of. And mind you, if you really like this movie, uh, I say get that Blu-ray. It's a freaking great Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's 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 super in depth. But what was kind of interesting about it is that uh, knowing that Spielberg. A, he tried. He got the rights after Temple. Mm-hmm. That's how long. Oh he wow, wanted. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how long he's been wanting to make the movie. Um, I guess, I guess side story that I've learned from the the Blu-ray is that Spielberg was reading a French review of Raiders, and the review just kept mentioning Tintin, Ugh. and he just kept going, "Is that a French word for good movie? I don't know what that <laughs> what that means." And he just said Tintin over and over again. So, yeah. Oh, I guess that means he really liked it. Yeah. And then he found out, like, Tintin's a comic book character? <laughs> then he looked at the comics and went, oh, Tintin's a great comic book character. Yeah. And so I guess he, he contacted Hergé to, oh, I want to make a movie based off that character. Mm-hmm. And Hergé loved Raiders and he wanted to meet him. And then sadly, Hergé died. Yeah. So, but his wife gave him the blessing. Mm-hmm. And 20 years, Spielberg trying to figure out how to make the movie. <laughs> and one of the things that he considered doing was doing it highly stylized yeah. live action yeah. in which there would even be like kind of prosthetics I, on, on oh. the character. Uh, yeah, see? I kind of want to <laughs> see that movie though. A little bit. It's his thing. On the Blu-ray, there's a version, yeah. there's a shot of live action Tintin and Snowy. Yeah. Like a guy dressed to look like a live action Tintin. Yeah. And there's a part of me that's like, that's a weird movie. Yeah. Is it weirder than the movie we got? <laughs> That's debatable. Oh, yeah. The the best thing of the test because basically what happens he contacted uh, Peter uh, Peter Jackson because he wanted to use the Weta for their creature effect mm-hmm. work etc. And he's like, oh, can you hey just let's figure out some fun test shoots of of Snowy with live action footage. And Peter Jackson's like, okay. What Peter Jackson didn't tell Spielberg is that he grew up loving Tintin. Sure. So the best part about the test footage is uh, you see Snowy and you see guy dressed up as Haddock. It's Jackson. You see Peter oh, Jackson. I think I've seen this footage actually. Yeah, so it's Peter Jackson dressed up as Attic. Yeah. And he looks 
just like him, sans makeup. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where Spielberg's like, maybe you should play him. <laughs> You're quite good. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess that was stuck in his head, that the movie had to look like Hergé's art yeah. style. And I guess in the long bout, the CGI is that answered for him. Yeah. But still... I'm imagining that the theoretical live-action version would have a sort of similar feeling to the live-action Popeye, which is a movie that I really love. Uh, Yes. Much maligned, I think, unfairly. In unfairly, that movie's... That movie rules. That movie's brilliant. Yeah. And fantastic. (laughs) I'm glad to see that we both agree on the live-action Popeye movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um, Actually, it's funny. I was thinking of the live-action Popeye movie quite a bit as I'm watching this. Yeah. Because I feel like they they share a lot in common. Mm -hmm. I feel like they both get... Uh, what the essence of those characters are. Yeah. Um, while doing a new story or a new take on the story. Yeah. Um, actually, that's a double feature. I wouldn't mind. I'll do Popeye, Popeye and Tintin. Tintin. Yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. That'd be good. That's a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say something else uh, that I noticed in this movie. I feel like it has um a very similar problem to the Indiana Jones movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, uh, luckily this one, I would say avoids the sort of overt racial stereotypes like Indiana Jones yeah, didn't. Yeah. Um, but it, it does do the thing where, you know, they go to other countries and all the characters who aren't white are just kind of there as set dressing. Um, yeah. Which is kind of like, you want if you want an Indiana Jones movie, that's like, that's that, what Spielberg does with them. Yeah, and um, this is probably the least offensive of that. Yeah. Doesn't mean... It's still not great. Yeah. Um, it's better than Indiana Jones in that regard, but it's, I mean, it's very much in that same vein. Um, the film has a grand total of one female character. Yeah. Uh, That's another kind of negative. Two, I think. There's the landlord. Um, That's true. The landlord and the singer. I like the landlord in what yeah. little we've seen her in. Yeah. I like the bit at the door where it's like the, the guy comes in to ask for Tintin's help, or to warn Tintin. He gets shot. Tintin's like, oh no, there's a dead body here, and then the guys, and then her, his landlord's like, oh again, yeah. <laughs> it's like she's great establishing that this just keeps happening to yeah. Tintin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah, that's also, uh, um, you know, yeah, no, it's we've that's it a is type. What it, is. Yeah. it is what it is. Um, uh, so here's the thing, I will say, yeah, that's a, quite a pedigree of writers mm-hmm. on this movie. Yeah, uh, Moffat. Edgar Wright, Joe Cornish. If you aren't aware who Joe Cornish is, it's um, the writer and director of, of the amazing Attack the Block, um, who hasn't yet to give me another movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're waiting on, Joe Cornish. You got to. I want another Joe Cornish movie so bad. At I don't... one point, he was attached to Star Trek Three. Yep. Um, and I actually I love Justin Lin, and I really like Star Trek Beyond, so it's mm-hmm. not that horrible. But I right. still kind of miss the idea of his Star Trek movie. I just yeah, I just it's uh, the world's lacking another Joe Cornish film. It's completely yeah. unfair. Yeah. But um, it's a thing. Whereas I'm, I, I'll admit this: when I first saw it, I I was I think my expectations of that trio as the writers was a little unfair. Yeah. Because I. I love what all three of those guys do mm-hmm. as uh, in terms of the work I've seen their work in and like in terms of what the work they do and I was surprised kind of at the end of the day get a movie that isn't as great as any of their great things yeah in terms I like it don't get me wrong I do like it yeah but is it as good as some of my favorite Moffat written Doctor Who episodes mm-hmm. not really is no. it as much as I love any of the Edgar films not yeah. really and is it as good as I loved Attack of the Block not really no as I'm watching it now I realize yeah but that's not the job they were sent to do no they just asked, write a good Tintin movie. Yeah. And, and I went, they did. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, they went, that's their job. And yeah. they did it really freaking well. Yeah. 
Um, this was also an interesting time because I think it was peak um, Moffat love, whereas like now I talk to Doctor Who fans, a lot of them have turned on Moffat at this I, point. I think it's that case of like RTD. He's yeah. on his way out, yeah. and the people who weren't feeling his work are um, being, yeah. how should we say, ready to kick him out of the curb now because <laughs> yeah. they don't like what he does anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, yeah. let it out. <laughs> and then five years later, when you're miss, when you're don't like Chibnall, the curtain guy who'll be doing it over Moffat. You're like, oh man, the Moffat one was really good. Wasn't like, oh wow, yeah, shocking. You you <laughs> like it again? <laughs> um, and don't get me wrong, I don't think Stephen's a perfect. What writer is perfect? I think definitely Stephen isn't a perfect writer. Yeah, I think I'm part of the Moffat backlash a little bit, maybe. I, I've I've got my issues with him. Don't get me wrong. I was very on board at first because I I think he took the show in a more firm direction of like sci-fi bullshit. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is what I love. Like I love sci-fi bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he just really failed to stick the landing. I think um, on like every single major arc that he started. I think my problem with him is especially is I'm I'm noticing fatigue. Yeah. And that's what's getting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, between this and Sherlock, I feel like there's a fatigue element coming into play. I am, like, soaking wet with sweat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just got out of a swimming pool. <laughs> it is so bad. Um, but anyway. Sorry, I didn't it's mean okay. to okay. It's okay. That. Um, anyway, um, Moffat aside, it, it, truth be told, I'm not even sure how much of Steven's in here. Yeah. I would argue if, it, if there's, for what I got from the making of, it's, it's a lot of just structure. Yeah. And him trying to combine. He combined three, two to three, Hergé books. Yeah, I had him up here a, a second ago on the screen. I know one of them is uh, The Secret of the Unicorn, which is the subtitle of the film in other countries. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. Uh, so he combined elements of uh, a couple of other Tintin books. One is called The Crab of the Golden Gun. Golden Claws. Oh, Golden Claws. You got, you got James oh, Bond man, I do, I do. Well, there's good reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring that guy up in a minute. Um, crab with the Golden Claws, uh, the Secret of Unicorn. Crab with the Golden <laughs> Claws. Sorry. It's all good. Uh, and uh, Red Rackham's Treasure. Yes. Um, what do you think of the cast? Um, I like him a lot. Uh, we've got Jamie Bell, who, what, what, what was he before this? Uh, Billy Elliot. That's right. He was in King Kong with Jackson. That's correct. Yes. Uh, uh, I think I saw him at Comic-Con one year walking down some back hallway. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. It's, a meaningless, it's not a story. <laughs> it's just a little fun fact. That's a nice thing. That's yeah. good to know. Um, um, I enjoyed him in this. He was fun. got a dog scratching at the door again. Is he's, it snowy? He's just trying to, yeah, snowy. going to tell me a secret. <laughs> That's what snowy did in the movie, right? I think snowy does that, yeah. Hey. She's going to go, I mean, she is going under the couch, which is, was, uh, going under furniture was a thing Snowy did in the film. True. Um, um Circus, though. Let's go talk about Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was, for me, at least, maybe the first time I had seen something where it was his voice, too. Not yeah. just, I mean, like, oh, who does the voice, I mean, the voice of Gollum is... It's him. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, like, yeah. not doing a, a like, over-the-top like, character. The closest voice. thing to a real Andy Circus yeah, yeah. voice, as opposed to, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. I, I, I liked him a lot. I enjoyed his work in the film. Um, as we got another dog <laughs> at the door. Um, but it, like I was saying, the, the, all the, I mean, praising Andy Circus for mocap stuff is like praising John Williams for the score. It's like, it's like of course it's going to be good. Right. Um, no, it's, it's crazy that, that, that Circus has kind of become like almost a godfather of mocap work because yeah. it's kind of like, his work is so amazing as Gollum. Yeah. That it's it's kind of crazy to think almost like 10, 15 years since those movies or, uh, or what have you, is people mm-hmm. are still 
still going to him. Yeah. And going, how do we do this right? Yeah. You know, um, I kind of love the fact that, like, this is a film where he gets to, uh, he's, your dog is licking my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Dogs are really making their presence known in this episode. Well, because is it it snowy? Is that why? (laughs) Um, but he's great as, as Haddock. Um, I, I really think the whole, I mean, with the mocap, I think the whole class, the whole class is really... Yeah. Well, I mean, let's... let's leaving my brain at an alarming rate. Well, let's talk about uh, the Bond connection yet again. Yes. He brought, is this, is this uh, he brought da- uh, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Is this the second Bond? Or has he worked with another Bond? Um, Not Bond. Connery. That's what I mean. Is yeah. this his second Bond after Connery? Yeah. Is he, is there, I don't think there's is any there of um, I don't think they, I don't think he's done a guy. I don't think he worked on anyone before uh, in uh, between this. George Lazenby actually played the shark in Jaws. Not a lot of people See, know that. I <laughs> George fucking knew it. <laughs> his, his accent slips out of a few yeah. points. You can tell it's an Australian I was wondering. Shark. I was wondering why he <laughs> yeah. was starring Ozzy a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. um, no, not that. Not to my knowledge, I can't think of another Bond actor. Because. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Lazenby wasn't in any Steve <laughs> Joking aside, I don't think he worked uh, with Brosnan. Uh, no, not Roger Moore, not Timothy Dalton. Yeah. So that's kind of uh, neat. Yeah. He's worked with the first and, and literally the most recent. Yeah. Um, and uh, Craig really eats it up. He does. Uh, it's... <laughs> I started crying. <laughs> I was very moved by Daniel Craig's <laughs> um, No, Daniel Craig um, plays the bad guy, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Uh, yeah. I can't think of another movie where I've seen him as the as the villain. As the heavy, heavy. Yeah. Yeah, he's really good in this too. Yeah. It's 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 he's it's kind of one of those cases where I feel like that, that's where. I mean, he's kind of a shithead as James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fair. He's not a villain. Um, but he it's a case where it's like that's where the motion capture thing does kind of come to his favor because yeah. he kind of blends yeah. and hides into it, and you. If you didn't know it was Daniel Craig, you might not notice. Yeah, yeah. It's only got to the point where I'm sitting on because I remember I didn't know he, I forgot he was in the film when I first saw it. Yeah. So I'm watching it and I'm like. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Like, he sounds so familiar. I don't know. I don't know. And then looking at the credits, like, Daniel Craig? Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, we also got, uh, like I said, our, my, my beloved Simon and Peg. Simon Peg and Simon Nick Frost. And Peg. Simon and Peg. My beloved Simon uh, Peg and Nick Frost. Yeah. Uh, as Thompson and Thompson. One with a P. One without. <laughs> one without. They're not twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and they are done, they are, they are used exactly as how they should be used. They're, they're a you they're a weird duo. Yeah. They're kind of idiots. Yep. <laughs> they're very funny together. They're very funny together. Um, there's a great moment I love where um Tintin is trying to show them something in the newspaper. <laughs> and these characters, if you're not familiar with it, look like they um they're sort of classic English gentleman types. They have mm-hmm. mustache, bowler hat, can yeah. everything. And he grabs the um the thing and he says, By Scotland Yard <laughs> Bowler hats are half off. <laughs> um I love that it's like they're not afraid to go into just like cheesy humor like that. Like that's such yeah. a ridiculous joke, well, but it works so well. One of my favorite moments of kind of I, one of my favorite jokes is the moment where they they're trying to chase after the pickpocket. Yeah, pickpocket runs into a lady. Yeah, um, and then we see the birds floating around his head. Yeah, and then we find out that's just birds coming from the lady's cage that he knocked yeah. over. And I went, that's a joke. Okay, this is where I would say in terms of the motion capture and animatedness, that's the joke. That joke kind of only can work here yeah like it's still grounded to a reality those aren't actual birds yeah but the joke is that's what happens in a cartoon you yeah. get knocked in the head you see birds and i and i love the little detail of just the shop owner just scooping them up with the net this is one very upsetting to me i was very <laughs> distressed he, he, there's one he does not recapture 
Um, Toby Jones actually plays the 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 pickpocketer, which yeah. I I completely forgot. Yeah, I didn't realize that until looking up the cast afterwards. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun little pit. It's a fun little bit. Um, so here's the thing: the, the cool thing about the movie is that it moves mm-hmm. like very yeah very quickly. Um, and there's actually in the end of the day, there's not much to it. Like mm-hmm. Tintin finds a ship. Yeah. Um, as as uh, I think uh, as a, as a, as they point out, like Tintin stories is Tintin doesn't find danger. Danger just gets to Tintin. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens to Tintin. He just, I oh, the the ship looks really cool. Yeah. Okay, there's something really terrible in the ship. Well, okay, what is it? I can't tell you. Oh crap! Guys are chasing after me, and then therein lies the rest of the movie. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, and yeah, it's just pretty simple. He meets Haddock for the first time, yeah. and um, that's a really good meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a cute reference to um, a Peter Jackson film in that. that I don't know if you caught. Uh, I don't. I don't think I did. Okay, so it's he sees Snowy for the first time, Haddock, mm-hmm. and he calls it by I think uh, like a weird rat name, mm-hmm. which I forgot because my friend last night was reminding me as I was watching it with him. He mm-hmm. was pointing like, you know, that's the rat name from Dead from the. From Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Oh wow! I'm like, oh shit! <laughs> it's been many years since I've seen Dead Alive. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good movie. Though. That's a that's a yeah. That's a great movie. Don't watch it if you don't like blood, though. Yeah, but if you want to kick ass for the Lord, <laughs> <laughs> please watch Dead Alive. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? I forgot. What What were you? Gonna say? Okay, but um, thoughts of it's a it's a and it's a funny thing. There's not much I can really say that like other than like it's a fun. It's a fun adventure movie, and I think here's the case of using the Spielberg using the technology, and maybe why this movie feels a little better than yeah. than Indy is that he feel I can see that he is enjoying what new freedom he's allowed. Yeah. Uh, the big example is the the chase. Yeah. On the motorcycle, mm-hmm. that's almost like a crazy wonder. Yeah. And that's something that's like classic Spielberg through mm-hmm. and through. That is a super Spielbergian action scene with John's music yeah, playing. Yeah. And yet, it's something that would have been fucking two hundred million alone yeah. to do in live action. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. Um, sorry, I was. No, I agree completely. Yeah, that, that this movie is full of stuff like that where it's like, oh, this is very cool and very Spielbergy. If they had made this movie live action, it would have cost one billion dollars <laughs> for everything. Yeah. Um, that chase scene is really good. The opening credit sequence is really good too. The, yeah. the title sequence. Um, it it. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna reference a Spielberg movie that I do not care for, but it sort of reminded me of Catch Me If You Can. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Just yeah. sort of tonally. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked it a lot better here. <laughs> um, it definitely echoes like even if you're not familiar with Hergé's comic, it mm-hmm. feels like ah. Yeah. The so the, the opening title is sort of it's I, I don't know what style they used to do it, but it's it's like silhouettes. It's not the same yeah. style of animation as the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sort of Tintin getting into scrapes basically yeah. and, and getting out of them. Um, actually, one of my favorite little bits to one of my favorite little, little homages to Hergé is actually the opening of the film because mm-hmm. uh, the artist who's painting Tintin, mm-hmm. who and then the, the the joke of course is that you he's he's doing a cartoon a criticure yeah. of him, and so it looks like Hergé's drawing. Yeah. But the guy who they CGI'd is Hergé. Oh yeah. That's actually they oh, did a wow. they did a CGI version of him. And that's why he's Belgium, yeah. and he's saying like I feel like I've drawn you before. It's not the old CGI. A dead person is not as horrifying when everybody in the movie looks like that. Exactly. The dead eyeness is okay <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> so uh, I thought that's a that's a sweet little reference, yeah. and also that kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, I've gotten my criticure done and i've said no one draws as good as that what guy what is this word you're saying curvature am i saying it wrong 
That, that, is that is that the heat now finally hitting me? <laughs> what, are you saying caricature? Thank you. That, there's the heat. I, I, I did not mean to put you on the spot. I genuinely thought it was like a different kind of no, thing that I did. I think that I think the heat. I think that's where the, the heat got to. That's where the heat's melting the brain. Now. Yeah. Oh. Um, it's so it's one thousand degrees in this room right now. <laughs> um. Um. What else sticks out for you for 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 the film? Um. I like the score. This was, uh, I think, back to uh, uh, really... I mean, again, it's hard to talk about John Williams' scores. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 Can you say words now? Because I don't have any left in my mouth. It's very... Um, <laughs> it's No, no, I, I, I think... No, John's score is kind of, in a weird way, it's, it's kind of going back to some of a jazzy thing, too. Yeah. And it's, it's lively. It's yeah. really lively. And, like, yet also... It's like... It's classically John Williams. Like, you're listening, you're like, yeah. oh, this sounds like a John Williams script, but except it just feels more energized. It feels energized. It's also, I will say, it's not, it doesn't feel sort of big and iconic the way that, like, you know, Indiana Jones or mm-hmm. Star Wars or, or, or those might feel. But it's, it kind of hits a different spot that I really enjoyed where it feels sort of looser. Yeah. It feels like he's just kind of tossing around everything, but not in a way that's lazy, but just in a way where it's like, Hey, this is a fucking party. Let's have some fun. <laughs> I feel like that's that's just the general vibe. Yeah. Is that Spielberg and John yeah. are just, hey, let's just... Let's just fucking see what happens. Yeah. Because, like, this is... It's not like Spielberg's ever worked with this technology before. No. He's, he's... But also it's one of the cases where it's like, you get a guy like him to try this out. And, of course, it's going to come with some interesting results. Yeah. You know? Um... And I, I think part of the element, too, of why it works better than, say, Robert Zemeckis' mm. um, foray. His repeated attempts. <laughs> Did you do three? Is there one in between? Christmas Carol and, and Polar Express that I'm forgetting? Beowulf. That's the one. Ironically, the one of those three that I've actually seen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I've, I've only seen Beowulf and uh, Christmas Carol. Mm. Um, but it's a case where I think... Rob, and I've seen, all, I've seen those last two, and I think the thing with Robert Zemeckis is... Uh, and I know, listen, Zemeckis is Zemeckis. Yeah. You know, I'll both have things I love about his work and then obviously back to future. Um, and movies that I'm whatever about. Um, but I can feel like at the end of the day, like, he was really into this technology, but just something about the movies he made yeah. just didn't feel... Um, I think he was more in love to the technology yeah. than the stories he was telling. And also, like, Beowulf, I mean, I saw it in theaters... Um, if I but I, I don't remember feeling like Beowulf really made good use of the technology in the same way that Tintin does. Yeah. At which point it's like, well, why are you doing this? You could have just made a live action movie, and, uh, and there's yeah. literally nothing here. You couldn't have done live action. Yeah. No. The same. I. I and I think that's the key thing. There's because of the looseness yeah. that Spielberg does mm-hmm. with the technology, it feels more like energetic, and yeah. it feels like oh, like you know, the key thing about this technology is like we can put the camera in places that will take hours to yeah. set up but here it's like okay the camera's gonna go here it'll whip it'll float over here yeah. it's gonna turn over here flip again yeah pass through a wall fuck it who cares yeah, it'll, Just... it'll it'll go into spots it couldn't go otherwise yeah yeah um... if you want to have a shot of snowy following snowy coming out of the apartment to the car to a car to a car yeah you can do it without injuring a fake a dog yeah. or uh injuring crew people shooting a, a plate for a fake dog to be included later yeah um, yeah, I think that's the key thing, and I think that's kind of where, what is the problem with Crystal Skulls, Yeah, is that he was trying 
to do a thing that he thought he could do again and try to reach back to how he was as uh, back in 1980. Yeah. But he can't. He's He can't be that guy anymore. And what was nice about Tintin mm-hmm. is that he's doing it now mm-hmm. and using his aesthetics as he's grown into now as an adult. It's yeah. kind of one of the things I... One of my... Uh, my favorite movies a couple years ago is, is Fury Road, of course. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I love about Fury Road is that it's George Miller not trying to be the George Miller who directed yeah. Road Warrior. Yeah. This is a George Miller who's like, I have now had 30 plus years of filmmaking experience. Yeah. And he just utilized that experience to make a freaking killer mm-hmm. Mad Max movie that felt like Mad Max, but yet also, oh, but these are the lessons he's learned along the way mm-hmm. to make it new and I feel like that's what Tintin did better than Crystal Skulls yeah I agree with that you know that's why it's that's why we're liking it yeah. so much <laughs> um, do you happen to know how they did the the motions for for Snowy do you because it, it feels very like it feels mm-hmm. very dog like um, uh-huh. I, I have no idea about how what went into that. Do it, you? it was funny because there was it was a lot of just I mean, obviously they researched real dogs of yeah. course, but the the funny part is is that there was a okay because what they did in the in the making up is they showed that um, they actually kind of created these loose cage sets mm-hmm. with of course the motion dots whatever, yeah. um, and that's down to the props. So you know a, a cage, a wireframe bottle, yeah. etc. Uh-huh. Um, but what was interesting about Snowy mm-hmm. is that Snowy was like a puppet. Interesting. Like a like a like a mocap puppet, huh? Uh, with a dog mouth moving and everything like that, and then the guy just followed Jamie Bell and Andy Circus around, huh? And in a way, he was playing the role of Snowy. Yeah, because I I really like the way Snowy moves and like it it shows a lot of personality. That's yeah. why I said Snowy was my favorite character. Like they did a really really good job with that, and it's like. You watch Haddock, it's like, oh, that's Andy Serkis as right. a, a human. Yeah. <laughs> a human. It's, it's a little different with the dog, but they really fucking knocked it out of the park. Like, yeah. the way Snowy moves is, I'm really surprised to hear that's actually like a puppet. That's Yeah, and then just animated. crazy. Yeah, and then animated. He wasn't doing the legs too, right? No, no, no it's okay. just, just the mouth. And yeah. he just followed them around. It looked like a dude just holding a stuffed dog. Yeah. <laughs> following them around. Um, and they do, you know, Snowy's, uh, it's funny as I'm watching this, like, it hit me that like, oh, is that like, did, did the creators of Inspector Gadget steal yeah. from Tintin? Because yeah. Snowy's clearly brain. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, and Tintin, I guess, is like kind of like... I guess Penny's kind of like a Tintin. I could see that. <laughs> While their uncle is uh, Inspector Clouseau, the cyborg man. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget. A little mishmash there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a blending of like eight of two to three different things. Yeah. Um, so... Um, Trying to think of other things that happened to the in the movie. Um, um, so let me ask you this, because yeah. you watched the making of, I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, what I I I'll admit this is me really um, not knowing how this sort of thing is made. Um, what is um, what does Jean do on, on on a movie like this? What is mm. what is um, yeah, because he's credited as a cinematography consultant. Yeah, and he's actually not even credited as I'm seeing in the. Yeah, it's uh, uncredited. But basically, what Janusz would do is actually kind of remind me of what happened what Roger Deakins did mm-hmm. uh, for Wally. I don't okay. know if you I don't know if aware that Roger Deakins did some. I did not know that. No. Basically, what they did as cinematographer consultants that at the end of the day, like, yeah, no, they they didn't they weren't there on set too light. Yeah. But while they were uh, creating the CGI work, what Janusz would do is he basically helped them light the movie like a movie. Like, okay. to the degree that, he, as if he was on set digitally. 
Interesting. Um, that's kind of a reason that's kind of fun if you're like a big Roger Deakins nerd mm-hmm. uh, and you look at Wally and you find out, oh, Roger Deakins consulted on the lighting of Wally and you just look at it and you're like, that's crazy. I really want to rewatch Wally now because I love Roger Deakins. Yeah, no, same. And it's and if you look at it and just really know his work, you're like, it's crazy. Yeah. There he is. For those who don't know Roger Deakins, by the way, I, I mostly know him for he works with the Coen brothers for yes. most of their movies, but he's also shot a ton of other really amazing movies. Yes. Like uh, Skyfall. Yeah. Which was which looked amazing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, Yalush did, I guess the element was to still create the cinematic movie lighting look. Yeah. Not to make it look like a cartoon cartoon. Yeah, I would say he does a good job, too. The lighting in this movie is really cool. How about that? Yeah. How about that? A total 180 yeah. from most of our opinions. <laughs> uh, do you disagree with me? No, I think yeah. this is... is uh, even though I've, I've liked the lighting in the movie you don't want to talk about, yeah. I've mostly been bashing Yanush yeah. for so long, but yeah. Yeah, I feel like again maybe there's something about this movie and the way yeah, they it made seemed it. Like they were just all kind of excited to be doing something a little different. I think that's the key. Yeah, is that it was different for them, yeah. and you can feel it. Yeah. Um, it was different for uh, Edgar and Joe and Stephen Moffat to do mm-hmm. because you can tell like those are the guys who're like you know, specifically Edgar. He was in the. It's he's also interviewed thankfully in the in the mm-hmm. making up, and Edgar was like it was fun because like I'm normally. Like, here I am writing a script that Spielberg's going to direct. Yeah. And I'm going to see Steven Spielberg do my f- ideas. Yeah. But now it's a cartoon. That's another layer I didn't see coming into my life. Yeah. And it was fun is that he said that him and Joe Cornish said they had a ball writing the drafts because it was just, for them, they were just, they were doing, like, playtime mm-hmm. as if they were just writing their riffs because they would just pretend, all right, and Edgar would do a Haddock voice. <laughs> and Joe would do a tinted voice, and I wish that stuff was recorded. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, also interesting is uh, yeah, Michael Kahn, again, Michael Kahn's still Steven's uh, go-to editor. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to hear that essentially, like, they got the rough version of the movie finished, mm-hmm. and so Michael Kahn was editing that footage, but it still wasn't 100% animated, mm-hmm. which meant that once he got the cut done and the movie flowed the way they wanted it, then it was the animation company's turn. Mm, so that was interesting. I that was, guess that makes sense though, because you wouldn't want to spend all the money rendering all that animation if it's not going if it's gonna be cut. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a process that he he was explaining that that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, apparently, also because uh, Peter Jackson was still obviously in New Zealand, like mm-hmm. um, he would Skype almost every day on set. Huh. And uh, as Nick Frost described it, it's like seeing all of a sudden like oh, so when's when's the What's Peter going to show up? And then they show up a laptop. <laughs> and then Nick said, and then Nick Frost was like, oh, it's weird. It's like seeing like a, a, a man's head in a jar. <laughs> and But there they were, Stephen. And Peter was like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah, I'm going to do I do that. Oh, that's cool. So I, I think there's an element of excitement that surprisingly, it comes true. Yeah. And it's a shame because I feel like at the end of the day, the movie didn't do that great here. Yeah. But I wasn't shocked by that. It's, yeah. Because action movies in general tend to do better uh, overseas. Tintin. And Tintin specifically. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's a case where Tintin is one of those, like, America kind of has an idea of him, but really, not really. No. Um, it killed everywhere else. Yeah. And I wasn't shocked by that. I think also, I mean, the humor is very European. We mentioned the, the burping scene. The burping uh, scene. <laughs> um, um, which is funny. Like, it, I feel like that's, it's weird that, like, 
European humor, and specifically French humor, mm-hmm. has that reputation for, like, <laughs> being especially into, like, burps and farts and stuff. It's... Because on paper, that seems very American, right? Yet! <laughs> and yet... Yet, it, this is super European, and there's yeah. there's a great... That's a great bit, too, of just... Of Haddock... Uh, here's the thing. Haddock is both great and incredibly frustrating in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, he's... I like him a lot, and, and Andy's so good in it. At the same time, he's such a goddamn liability. <laughs> <laughs> like, he got so drunk, he made a fire on a boat, and yeah. Tintin's like, what? What the fuck what are you doing? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I've done it again. <laughs> um... Uh, what do you think of the uh, the f- the finale with the 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 crane sword fight? I liked it a lot. Right, it's very. It's such a weird, like for a movie that has all these crazy huge set pieces, like the motorcycle chase, mm-hmm. for it to end with just two giant pieces of metal <laughs> banging against each other, I think is a lot of fun. It's super cool. It's super fun. I, I also love the all the pirate stuff. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Um, funny enough, it it, it was another thing that that slightly echoed Hook. Yeah. And yet, this is some just really cool... I love the the whole fight between uh, Haddock's ancestor uh, and, like, trying to burn the ship. Yeah, and also, it's nice to see Spielberg stays committed to the very much old-school look of pirates with, like, the big hats and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I feel like most of the time you see pirates now, it's the sort of sexy, grungy pirates, thanks to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, no, dirty pirates. Yeah, yeah. No, no. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, they, yeah, you're right. This is all like, no, this is, you know, even John's music is yeah. just classic. Yeah. This is pirates. These are what you thought of as pirates back then. It's just actually, yeah, all that stuff is just super cool. Um, also, weird thing I just, I, I hit me, because like, Haddock has a drinking problem in the film, as, in, as, as the character does. Yeah. And yet, the, in order for him to kind of jog his memory, he keeps drinking yeah and i can't help but go that's a weird connection between him and wong fei hong jackie chan's character oh, yeah. <laughs> from drunken master 2 yeah that's interesting. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have thought of that but yeah it's like they both get a little better <laughs> yeah and a little stronger and it's a little weird um yeah. this movie also does walk a fine line though where it's, it is his big triumph in the end that he he kicks the bottle aside yeah um which Using was, the bottle literally as a weapon too. Yeah, it was it was surprisingly like nuanced, I would say, and then yeah. it does present this as like an easier path for him, sort of. But it's also something that ultimately he gets better without. Right. Um. It's it's pretty. It's really well done. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Also, is this the first time we've seen the Amblin logo in front of a Spielberg movie in a long time? I don't. Uh, I can't recall. I think so. It was. It was kind of almost. I was also surprised when I saw the Nickelodeon logo at the start of this movie. I did not realize this was a Nickelodeon joint. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you were a kid, were you a Nickelodeon kid or were you a Disney kid? Or I, was, I was definitely a Nickelodeon kid who enjoyed Disney, Yeah. but I was Nickelodeon. I, I liked the Disney Channel original movies, but I was firmly uh, a Nickelodeon kid. Um, hey, I, Arnold. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, all right, all right. I was watching the <laughs> Doug. Doug, of course. Um, big Doug guy. Real Doug, not Disney Doug. No, no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> that Doug, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rocket Power was a big one for me. Ah, that one, that's one of those that, that went by me. It was I, a little, you were maybe a little old for it. I yeah, think, probably. I, I was a little for, uh, for Rocket Power. Yeah. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. New movie coming soon, you guys. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, a little side note. We really, you know, this nostalgic on Yeah, on we're, we're a couple Nickelodeon kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you ever want to get slimed? Of course I wanted to Right? 
can I tell you, I, you don't have long hair, so you can't do this, but something I still do occasionally in the shower is I, I will get my hair wet and then I'll flip it back like Danny Tamarelli would do when he was on, um, fuck, well, I can't remember the name of that talk show right now. The, or not talk show, the, the game show where it was the panel and then the... Mm, I know what you're talking about, but I <laughs> forgot the name of that show. I'm too, I, my brain has been cooked in my head. I don't know if you realize this audience, but we're, 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 we're steaming in here. Yeah, my, my brain, you could just crack open the skull and eat it. <laughs> if, like a nice soup my brain it's just it's boil boil in the bag meal whatever that. so um the movie did pretty well overall especially overseas mm-hmm. and I I know the plan initially was Spielberg does this one yeah. And then the next one... I don't know if that thumping is showing up on the recording, by the way. My dog is just thumping <laughs> on the table. I'm tearing it, too. Um, um, Spielberg was going to direct this one, and then uh, and then tag team uh, Peter Jackson <laughs> was going to take yeah. the next one. And and uh, if they do a third one, there was the other question as who's going to do the third one, and there was even... Colin talk- Trevor. <laughs> Colin... F- <laughs> I, I think the goal is that they must just they might just sit F it and just do it together. Yeah. Um That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I don't I'm sure they I have... immediately got a vision in my mind of like Steven Spielberg and Peter Jackson doing an action movie <laughs> Steven, yeah. Peter, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which as much as I like don't love Steven Spielberg as we've uh clearly examined in the history of this podcast mm-hmm. and as much as I really not enjoy the Hobbit movies mm-hmm. that that image does still make me happy <laughs> the idea of them clasping hands like that yeah <laughs> um but I don't know I mean it seems like talks of doing more Tintin have kind of quieted down yeah um it's a shame yeah I I I like this one quite a bit mm-hmm. especially as I was rewatching it last night yeah I, I would have loved to see a second one um we're, what, six years out now at this point? I mean, it's still possible. It's, I mean, it, it is animated, so that, I think that does extend the shelf life a little bit. Right. Um, it's not like Jamie Bell is gonna out-age yeah. the role. Yeah. I think he he could still probably play Tintin, who is how old? I don't know. Right? Yeah. That's the point. <laughs> I thought, I, I, I mean, looking at the, the like, comic version, that, that looks to me like a child. Yeah, no. Uh, it's, but in this one, like, he has his own apartment and stuff. He is famously uh, unidentified age. Yeah. That's the point okay. of the character. So he's, like, apparently he's... He's between... 102. <laughs> uh, he's apparently... <laughs> yeah, he's apparently in the middle... He's somewhere between 15 to t- 19. Okay. And that's why they really peg on him being, like, the boy reporter. Yeah. Um, if I was to take bets, he's 19 in the movie. Yeah. That that, that's still, tracks to me. Yeah, that's still mega young. Yeah. Um, funny, as I was watching this side note, I was, there's a part of me goes like, Tom Holland could uh, probably pay, play Tintin. I could see that. In a live action movie. Yeah. Proper now. Yeah. Because he, he's, he's practically uh, that age as already. Yeah. Uh, and then you just put Andy Serkis in the, in the hat again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, alright, so overall... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed this film quite a bit. Yeah. Um, same, same. If if you were hesitant, because the movie looked like it was full of scary CGI people... Yeah. Don't, don't. Like you, I mean, it is. It is. I mean, it's worth a lot. Yeah, it, is. it is. I'm not going to gloss over that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's a fun. This is... After after last month, I know it was rough. We really needed some fun. Yeah. And we, we got that intent, and I'm I, very happy we did. Truth be told, I think this is the most enthused we've been in a while. Yeah. Like, 
Like, I'm defensive on some things here and there, but yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like this is like, wow, we were, this is the first time I've actually was, like, really excited yeah. to talk about this in a positive manner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do we want to do our thing where we recommend movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I know you have not seen this. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. Yes, I know you will. I will, absolutely. Um, but uh, I have already now seen Baby Driver twice. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> it is written and directed by, hey, how about this? Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote uh, Who wrote this movie? Um, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, you've heard it. You've heard how everyone else has yeah. talked about how good it is. Just see it. Just, it's an Edgar Wright movie. If you like Edgar's movies... It's required. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about you? Any new movie you've seen? Um, last movie I saw in theaters was Wonder Woman. Um, As we talked, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we talked about that on the last time. Though, didn't we, we did, yes. Yeah. So I have not seen anything since then. Mm. Um, I don't think. Oh, I saw The Mummy since then, but I'm not I'm certainly not going to recommend that. Well, um... Um, yeah. <laughs> so my, my new movie recommendation is not The Mummy. <laughs> Walk into a movie theater and say, I would like to see anything but The Mummy right now. <laughs> and you're guaranteed to get a movie that is at least better than The Mummy. <laughs> um, That's what I'm going to say. I, I, part of me doesn't want to... Uh, part of me doesn't want to tell my feelings on the film. Because that's... It's a spoiler. Spoiler. But I understand Emily's. Yeah. That's what I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and for my old one, I do have a recommendation for an old movie. Yeah, please. Um, mm-hmm. Which is Tank Girl, a movie that I had heard a lot about before and been meaning to watch mm-hmm. for probably like 10 years now. I've been meaning to watch this movie, <laughs> honest, but I never got around to it. Tank Girl fucking rules. Tank Girl, Tank Girl's a, the shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're, if you're like me and you've like heard about Tank Girl as this like kind of cool cult movie that you were interested in, but you haven't checked it out. Go watch it right now. It's amazing. Lori Petty, who... It's a shame she didn't star in more movies, because she, mm-hmm. she rules. She's, such she's a, so good. She's um, such an interesting, cool, yeah. charismatic, badass actress Yeah, that I feel like Tank Girl should... In a better world, Tenko should have brought her into a better, into more stuff. Yeah. And it just seemed like, yeah, after that, after they bombed, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, uh, Naomi Watts in it, a really young Naomi Watts uh, performance. Which, I completely um, forgot about that time. Yeah, 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 she plays Jet Girl, and she's rad in it, too. The movie's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Tank Girl is my old movie recommendation. Uh, my old movie recommendation is a little old movie from 1980 called 9 to 5. Oh hell yeah! Have you seen that? I that's that is um, weirdly like Tank Girl. That is a movie I've been meaning to watch for, for a long time, but I have not got around to. I finally got around to seeing it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I haven't. It was one of the movies I've been meaning to as well, and I was inspired to watch it by again another podcast I, I keep mentioning on the show, uh, '80s All Over Again, mm. and they love that movie. And I'm like, all right, I think it's time. Yeah. And damn, it's seriously really good. Yeah. Like it's, it's just so well just so well done like no oh, oh like uh lily tomlin's great jane fonda's great dolly parton is freaking fantastic in this movie yeah. it's funny it's really smart the chemistry of the girls are phenomenal and the directing is actually really sharp yeah like that's something i was really i think his name is clark higgins and this is a really well shot movie mm. like that's something weird to say that when you think about comedies of uh, of comedies like this where people don't, t- don't talk about how well a comedy is shot 
But I'm watching, like, oh, this this is a well-made movie. Like, this guy got, just understood the energy and the message and, like, knew how to push the jokes aside and is really stylish and chase in, in places here and there. But it's 9 to 5. I mean, like, it's, it, and that song. Working. The, 9 to 5. five. Yeah. Is, is great. Mm-hmm. And so, like, no, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's a very, 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 ooh, and Dabney Coleman. Mm. Yeah. He's so good in this. Yeah. Um, fun, fun, great movie. Um, believe it or not, I, I actually watched it with my mom. I was like... That's nice. She was, she was kind of like, kind of didn't want to go out, and I was like, we can watch 9 to 5. Yeah. And I was shocked to find out she never saw it. Huh. And she loved it. She was like clapping. It was very adorable. Huh. Um, so yeah, 9 to 5. Uh, highly recommend it if, you've, if that was something you were like, I'm kind of curious by 9 to 5. Oh, watch 9 to 5. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Nice. Yeah. Uh, plugs? Yes. Oh. Um, I... That's right. (laughs) Wow, was that... Are you you alright? The dogs have started panting because they, for some reason, insist on being in this small, hot room with us. It's their fault. (laughs) This room already didn't... No offense to either of us. This room already wasn't having a great smell just because there's two human bodies in it and it's very, very hot. Yeah. Um, the dogs panting and spreading their breath around has not helped. Um, is what I'm going to say. So let's get let's get to these plugs yeah, so we can open up a window. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So as I hinted last month, uh, you probably hopefully saw it now. Uh, me and Andrew Lindy have a new podcast. It's Yay. called Yay. It's called Nothing New. And apparently, I only do shows with the heads of podcast networks. And <laughs> it's called Nothing New. It's a podcast remake, and we basically do uh, watch the original film, and then we also watch the current remake and discuss. It sounds similar to this show, except one extra movie. Yeah. So <laughs> um, we just record. We definitely uh, have our first episode out, ready to listen to, is on the Mummy. That's why I can't talk about my feelings on it yet. So you just watch you watch thirty two and then I watched the one starring Boris Karloff yeah. and then I watched the one you know, Tom and Cruise. And you did not watch the Burning Fraser, but you've both seen it and it factors yeah. into your knowledge. We definitely do talk about it. Yeah, I definitely will say we'll, we talk uh, quite a bit about the Brendan Fraser one because it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Concerning the fact of the how the remake situation is. Yeah. Um. It was a fun. It was fun. We get a, we have another episode we're going to record soon. Um, I, if you haven't listened to my uh, Geek KO episode yet on Spider-Man, it is also out. Um, again, uh, yeah, that podcast which in which me and Emily were both end bosses on that. I was on it for Power Rangers. You were on it for Fast and Furious. Yes, most recently, yeah. Most recently. It was a, it's a fun show. There are good people over there at the Geek Say What Network. Yes, check uh, out their shows. Check out their other shows, uh, Ready, Set, Geek, etc. Uh, of course, I'm still on Twitter at Justin Kizan. I'm still on Instagram at Justin Quiz. Still doing video a day. Ancient uh, the Guard is not dead. It's still around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that is it on my end. Emily. Uh, go to BemmyNetwork.com. Check out all the great shows on there. I'm on a few of them. The one that it's uh, kind of new, although I think I talked about it last month, uh, I'm doing with uh, Andrew Lindy, who we just talked about as the, host, the co-host of Nothing New. It's called the Super Mario Bros. Minute. It's where Andrew and I watch the live-action Super Mario Bros. movie minute by minute um, and talk about it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I adore that movie, um, and it's we've had a really good time uh, breaking it down minute by minute like that. Um, it's also, I was making this joke on the Super Mario Bros. Minute with... The, these three podcasts we have. Yes. If you like any combination of the two of us, but don't like the third, 
you're fine. So if you like both of us, but you don't like Andrew, you listen to this show. Right. If you like you and Andrew, but you don't like me, right. you listen to Nothing New. Right. And then if you like me and Andrew, but you don't like you, you listen to Super Mario Bros. Minute. <laughs> Look at that. Just variety. Yeah. We've got you covered anyway. Um, if you like all three of us, then... You can listen to all three shows. Please. Yeah. Um... If we really want to expand it, we need to do a show that's all three of us. Yeah. And then also, all three of us need to do shows that is just us by ourselves. By ourselves, no yeah. no one else. Like 20, yeah. Yeah. Because this is, this is a podcast I've heard of just three people. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's not true. There's plenty of other shows in the Bend Network. Fuck, it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Justin is absolutely correct. There's a lot of great shows on the Benview Network. You can check them all out at benviewnetwork.com. You can follow this show on Twitter at BenOnSteve. You can write us an email at Spielberg. At, what? What is the email? I'm looking at the email. You're right literally now. looking at it right now. But it doesn't say our email anywhere on this. Touche. Hold on. It is benviewonspielberg at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at VeryCoolEmily. Um, and you can, you can hop on, click on the old iTunes icon, and go, and go into the iTunes store. You can make it, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> you ever notice on podcasts now how instead of saying review us on iTunes, they'll say review us on Apple Podcasts? Really? It feels like I'm in another dimension when I hear people say that, but I hear it a lot. Is that a thing? That's a thing now? Write and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is apparently <laughs> what they call the, podca- the podcast section the of podcast the iTunes store. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go catch on fire. <laughs> um, we'll see you next month. Next month we're talking about Lincoln. We are. The final Steven Spielberg directed film that we have not covered. Holy shit. Yeah. It's not the end of the podcast. We're going to do episodes after that about like his producer work and stuff. Yeah. But, um, As we discussed last episode. Yeah. But Lincoln. Wow. Um, the Final Frontier. Wow. That's, that should be the full name of <laughs> Lincoln, The Final Frontier. Um, we'll see you we'll next month. That's it. All right. Stuff ice in my head. Yeah, please. Hello, out there in the Benview Podcast land. My name is Justin, and this is Andrew. Hello. And we have to do a podcast about movies called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Indeed, we do. If you like to talk about remakes, or more accurately, listen to other people talk about remakes you should check out our podcast it's on the benview network website whatever that is this podcast is a part of the benview network you can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com